Rebuilding Rutgers from the Ashes is produced by NJ Advanced Media. Subscribe and listen to the show at nj.com slash podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter by using hashtag RebuildingRutgers. The Chris Ash era has begun. The rookie head coach charged onto the banks, making sweeping changes to every aspect of the program. One of the biggest and most intriguing changes, a new fast-paced offense. Welcome to Rebuilding Rutgers, from the Ashes. I'm Joe Gillia. In this episode, we introduce and unravel the spread, an increasingly popular offense Rutgers is running for the first time. Ash and offensive coordinator Drew Merringer not only expect a faster pace, but they hope to stress opposing defenses by creating mismatches and doing things Rutgers fans have only seen from other teams. Here's NJ Advanced Media reporter Dan Duncan. Let's face it, Rutgers hasn't had an offense that has scared opponents in a decade. And even then, it was mostly Ray Rice breaking tackles and running for touchdowns. Passing has usually been an afterthought for the Scarlet Knights. Last year, for instance, they were 78th in scoring offense and 86th in passing offense among Division I teams. Quarterback play was erratic. Wide receiver Leonte Crew was the only dependable big play guy, and he's now in the NFL. New coach Chris Ash has two challenges. How to put more points on the scoreboard, and how to run an offense sexy enough to convince some of the best high school playmakers to come to Rutgers. So, here comes the spread offense. If you're a casual football fan, and X's and O's make your head swim, don't worry. The concept is simple. The spread offense spreads its players across the field to give them more room to make big plays. It uses three and four wide receivers. It runs a lot of plays, and it creates mismatches with slower defensive players. In short, it makes defenses run their butts off. It's designed to keep defenders gasping and guessing. Ash, a former defensive coordinator, knows what that is like. When I look at the uh, as a defensive coordinator, uh, what... Uh, uh, we struggled with or always had conversations in defending. Uh, it was a spread offense, the uh, up-tempo, no-huddle stuff that uh, makes you defend the width as well as the length of the field. Uh, the, you know, Being able to tackle uh, athletic guys out in space is always a challenge defensively in this day and age of college football. So I just looked at a lot of factors, and um, that led me to the conclusion uh, that uh, – the spread offense, and, and more more specifically, the style of spread offense that we ran at Ohio State, Tom Herman runs at Houston, and Drew Maringer's been a part of, is what I wanted to have. And of course, exciting football sells tickets. Make Scarlet Knights fans believe their team can score at any moment, and they might actually get into their seats in time for the opening kickoff. How important was an upgrade on offense? Well, Maringer, the new offense and coordinator, was Ash's first major hire at Rutgers. Maringer spent seven years learning from Tom Herman, the Houston head coach who is widely regarded as one of the brightest offensive minds in college football. Herman was the Ohio State offensive coordinator, and Maringer was a grad assistant there when the Buckeyes won a national title in 2014. The spread offense is really just intended for what it was named for, to spread defenses out and force people to tackle uh, skilled athletes in space. And to do that, to force defenses to play the 53 and the third yards wide, as well as wherever you are on the field deep, um, that's people just started saying, why are we not using 
that much of the field, forcing them to defend all of it. We're playing football in a phone booth. For us and uh, around uh, the country, you look at more and more spread offenses. It's just allowing those skill position players, I think, to be in space and force other kids, other other athletes to try and tackle them, which is, uh, I think, one of the hardest things to do in sports. But before Rutgers fans start dreaming of footballs flying around Piscataway like frisbees at the Jersey Shore, Ash insists Rutgers won't throw the ball all over the yard. He wants to run the ball first. He believes spreading the defense will create huge holes for Rutgers running backs. You know, we're, we're going to line up in three and four wide receiver sets, but we're a run-first offense. We're going to run a lot of power. We're going to run a lot of uh, downhill inside zone. Uh, our run game is going to be very similar to a pro-style run game, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that. We, we want a running back that's going to run downhill, shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think there are a lot of misconceptions uh, with the spread, the, the term spread offense. Uh, what some people do uh, throwing the, the ball out of the spread versus trying to run the ball out of the spread. It's, it's a different philosophy. We are uh, a run-first offense. Uh, we want to run the ball out of the spread and, and uh, use the run game to um, uh, open up the pass game versus uh, some teams that want to throw it to open up the run game. We will not be a finesse offense. We'll be an offense that's driven uh, by uh, a physical offensive line, uh, but we'll have skilled players on the outside that can make plays out in space um, in the throw game, but uh, we want to be a dominant uh, offensive line. We want to be a physical offensive line. We want to be able to run the ball, um, and we want to be able to have skill out on the outside to make plays in space. But there's a hitch. Before Ash, Rutgers ran a pro-style offense. Okay, let us decode that for the casual fan. It is the traditional alignment. A quarterback behind the center, two running backs behind him, and a wide receiver at each side of the field. Maybe another in the slot a tight end who can catch and block. The problem? Rutgers' roster is not suited for the new offense. Think of it this way. An NBA team with a roster full of big guys decide it wants to shoot three-pointers every time down the court. They'll need to swap some of the muscle in the paint for outside shooters. Ash is confident he will find Rutgers' future playmakers among New Jersey high school stars. I looked at, one, at uh, the recruiting base here and what I felt we could consistently recruit on a yearly basis uh, was going to be skilled players. I think this region's loaded with talented wideouts and running backs, and uh, I think our offensive system allows us to take advantage of those skilled players here. Uh, one of the areas of concern was going to be offensive linemen that we could consistently recruit here uh, from this region, and I wanted an offensive system that could take advantage of the type of guys that we could recruit uh, both uh, up front and at the skilled positions. Ash also knows this. Rutgers, which has always had difficulty recruiting a top-tier quarterback, once again has no proven star passer. But Ash insists his starter won't be a strong-armed pocket QB. He wants the Rutgers quarterback to have a bit of Cam Newton in him. We want a guy that can beat you uh, with his arm as well as his feet, and uh, there are quarterbacks that can't do it. Some guys are great passers uh, that they can't move, and we think we lose um, uh, a certain element in our offense without a guy that can uh, beat you with his feet. It's simple. If the quarterback is strictly a passer, it is 11 defenders against 10 offensive players. Maringer wants to make it 11 on 11. We want to equalize the numbers on offense. Um, and part of that is using the quarterback as a run threat. We want somebody that is a viable vertical run threat that can, uh, from time to time, hurt you with his feet. You have to be able to account for him. If not, why are you in the shotgun? You should might as well go under center again. Um, Because you're really not doing anything with him. 
The spread offense can be run effectively without a superstar quarterback, Marringer says. It's hard to find, you know, Tom Brady's and enough of people, the surrounding cast, to be super effective um, all the time every single week. So I think that spread formations and spread philosophy, whichever way down uh, that line you want to go, are probably easier to recruit to. Not to say that if Tom Brady wanted to come play at Rutgers, we wouldn't adapt and change. Absolutely, let's do that. But um, how many Tom Brady's are there in the world? There's 32 NFL teams, and they get to draft every year. Um, We recruit every year, but um, there's not a whole lot of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady's uh, that are that talented walking around all the time. And Rutgers scoring problems? Marringer believes the spread will help in the red zone, too. Everyone thinks that you got to be under center to run the ball. And why don't we get under center on the goal line? To be honest with you, if I get under center on the goal line, I'm going to turn around and run the quarterback back to five yards deep to hand the ball off. So why don't I just leave him back there and make the defense account for the quarterback possibly running it? But for all of the excitement the spread offense has brought to college football over the past decade, it is driving NFL scouts and coaches crazy. Why? Because the scheme is different from what is being played in the NFL, and players are going to the league unprepared. Most college teams using the spread don't huddle. Offensive linemen often don't get into a three-point stance. Receivers line up in the same spot over and over and never learn how to play on the other side of the field. Quarterbacks don't call plays. They rarely take a snap directly under center. So what happens when other college teams use that against Rutgers in recruiting? Blah, 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 says Marringer. You know, all is fair and love and war, but the uh, if I was them, I'd probably say the same thing. And we can, you know, like I said, we can flip the, the script on that and say um, how many of those guys are coming out with serious injuries and because they're running into a phone booth every play. Um, but that, neither one is probably nearly as true as the other side makes it out to be. With star NFL quarterbacks like Cam Newton and Russell Wilson running elements of the spread offense, it is impossible to deny the scheme's effectiveness. So some NFL coaches are simply giving in. There's just so many spread. I mean, there's, there's quarterbacks that have come from spread offenses that are doing well in the NFL. Uh, there's ones that come from pro style in, in the NFL. I mean, they're, I think they're, they're, the reason that uh, some pro or some uh, spread offenses are starting to show up in the NFL is because what are most of the quarterbacks in college coming from? You know, they're coming from uh, spread offenses. So, how is Rutgers adapting to the new offense with players recruited for another style of play? Surprisingly, they picked it up and gravitated to what we were doing faster than I thought I would, than faster than I thought that they would. The biggest conversion from a huddle team to what we do is playing at a tempo that they're not accustomed to. We play much faster than they did the previous year or years that they were here. Um, so the pictures tend to look a lot different. We're in also in a lot of different personnel groupings that they were not in. So their pictures, again, and I speak mainly from an offensive line perspective, what they're looking at and where people are and why they're standing there are much different. Um, but they did a really, really nice job. I think the ad, the advantage of being a power spread team is that you're running plays that are similar to pro style. 
Meanwhile, Ash makes this promise. This is not Greg Schiano or Kyle Flood's offense. I can tell you this about the offense. We'll have an offense that can score points. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be one that players are going to want to be a part of and fans are going to want to show up and watch every Saturday uh, on the field. So, Dan, the big thing I took away from that was the big philosophical change in offense, just the way – I mean, everything about Rutgers all these years has been the opposite, it feels like, of, of progression and the spread and all these new things. But now that's happening. I mean, this is, this is going to be a big change for fans, I think, just to see game to game. Yeah, I mean, I think since Chris Ash came in, we've made a big deal about all the changes in the program, but stuff that happens in the weight room, stuff that happens in the training room, that, that'll show up on Saturday, but the fans can't see it. The spread offense is something they're going to see. This is different. This is unlike what we've seen at Rutgers. It's what you've seen a lot of teams do to Rutgers and score a lot of points. So I think you know that the offense certainly can work. And I think it's probably time for this change. You know, the pro style, uh, you know, it had never been a great offense for Rutgers, but, you know, they felt they could recruit to it. I think it's shown that, you know, the spread is probably the easier system to recruit to. You don't need to get that Tom Brady quarterback that Drew Maringer is talking about. There's a lot more guys that are just athletic that can run the ball back there. And again, you've seen so many teams hurt Rutgers with this offense that now I think it's time for Rutgers to kind of join in the fun a little bit. I think the point about the quarterback is great because that it's tough to find that great NFL type of pro-style quarterback. But we've seen all these guys. I mean, some of these guys, like a Marcus Mariota goes to the NFL and he really could play out of the spread. But there's so many guys every year that they do well in college, but they're not really NFL prospects. I think Colt Brennan played at Hawaii. There's all these names that pop into your head. So Rutgers doesn't need to find a great quarterback, but they could play great in this system. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think Chris Ash would uh, make any bones about it. He's not that concerned with how a guy does in the NFL. Like, obviously, if you have a Marcus Mariota, he does great in college and can translate to the pros. That's great. Uh, obviously, they're going to do things to prepare these kids. But, you know, Chris Ash's number one goal, as it should be, is to win games at Rutgers. Because it's almost funny. Rutgers has this pipeline to the NFL that obviously is a point of pride. But all that really matters is winning on Saturdays. You know, that that's a nice benefit after the fact. If you have a great program, you're going to have that. But if they have a bunch of spread quarterbacks who throw for 7,000 yards or, or run for 1,000 yards and they don't have great NFL careers, I think Rutgers fans can, can be happy with that. Yeah, I think they'll take it. I think that'll <laughs> be a big deal. What about the, you know, getting them up to speed here? Like how, do you, how long do you think it will take to take a roster that was not built for this? Right, like The last regime did not recruit for this type of offense, and now they're going to put it in now. How long do you think it realistically takes, one, for them just to kind of get the basics down, but then how many years of recruiting to have a full team that this is what they're here for? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. It's kind of two different questions. With the immediate you know, changeover and, and the roster was not recruited for this offense, obviously that's going to take time. You're going to see throughout the season that uh, it's not always going to look pretty, I'm sure. Uh, but the one thing that works in their favor is they're running this power spread type of offense. So you know, as Drew Maringer explains it, a lot of the concepts aren't that much different. I mean, obviously the quarterback's going to be in the shotgun. There's going to be more receivers, less of those bunch formations. But at the end of the day, it's lining up, trying to play smash mouth football. Maybe the running back takes the handoff in a different position, but that's still, I mean, it's, they're playing the same style of football, just in different formations. So I think that type of thing, uh, you know, they'll be able to work out. But like you said, recruiting is the bigger thing. You need to get guys in the system that are built for it. That means getting more athletic offensive linemen, whereas in the past they've really got you know these just big bodies and, and kind of throwing them out there. Uh, you need more athleticism on the line. Uh, like I said, quarterback, you, you can't get away from how important that is. Uh, you know, If they can have a dual-threat quarterback, that takes this offense to another level. Uh, without that, it really limits the effectiveness you know, of this style of offense. And 
Um, the other positions, you know, the skill positions, running backs, receivers, you're always trying to get the best athletes there. So, I mean, maybe they might be more excited to play in the spread offense, but uh, there's guys on this team right now that could, you know, obviously could have gone to different schools and, and played in the spread. So I think, you know, quarterback and offensive line be the two biggest positions as you look forward uh, that'll take some time to, to get the right pieces in place. Now, you mentioned the running game. Now, I know a lot of Rutgers fans have seen the spread a lot now in the last couple of years, so they're more familiar with it. But I think there was a misconception back in the day that, that the spread means passing, right? You're going to throw the ball 80 times a game. But that's not really the way it is always. Is. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that at Rutgers. And, you know, I mentioned Mar- Mariota a few minutes ago. And I think about Chip Kelly at Oregon. Like, they ran the football much more than they passed the football uh, when he was there. And, and it seems like this offense is probably going to be geared more towards the run than the pass, at least right away. And, I mean, the spread, even though you think pass it has its advantages in the run if you spread everyone out and you block it up right in the front I mean you got big holes to run through yeah I mean I think if you're looking for a model of this offense don't look at Mike Leach don't look at you know what's going on right, in Texas. The air raid yeah no it's it's not that at all and uh I think look to Ohio State if you want to see what it's like and obviously uh Rutgers fans college football fans are familiar with them with the success they've had you know running backs like Carlos Hyde Ezekiel Elliott I mean you know those guys are are big time NFL you know running backs and they came from this offense. So uh, it's going to be based on running the ball. I know most football coaches in general, and especially you know an offensive coordinator like Drew Maringer, kind of hate the term finesse because, no, they're trying to smash it down your throat. They're just doing it in a different way. And you mentioned, too, spreading it is going to open up lanes. I, it's almost counterintuitive the way Rutgers would bunch the formations to run the ball when you think about why bring more guys into the box and then you're just running into a phone booth, as Maringer says. So spread in the field, create some matchups. That's what this offense is all about. But, yeah, certainly at the end of the day, uh, you won't be seeing Mike Leach, you know, 70 passing attempts type numbers. If, if they had their way, I think you'd see 70 rushing attempts and, you know, throw it when you need to. But uh, certainly going to be uh, a much more of a smash malt version of the spread. And like I said, if you're looking for a prototype, it's certainly what Ohio State's been doing under Urban Meyer. What did you notice last year when you were covering the Big Ten and, and Rutgers opponents? Because I thought when, when Urban Meyer went to Ohio State, he brought the spread there. I thought they were kind of ahead of the curve. The Big Ten, always people always like it's slower and it's not as quick with the athletes as maybe the SEC. And I thought they caught everybody off guard. But you would think eventually every, the whole all of college football is going to catch up. So do you think... Do you think the Big Ten is caught up now in terms of speed, and or will Rutgers maybe have a little bit of an advantage if they're running this properly the first year or two? That's an interesting question. I mean, I think that's one of the things they're designed to do with this speed is maybe make up for some talent gaps because if the defense is tired and they can't sub, that alone is an advantage, and that's you know why Rutgers, a part of this offense, is going to be pushing the tempo because if you just ran the spread but huddled up every play, you're kind of taking away one of obviously the advantages. So uh, that'll be a big part of it. But as far as just the Big Ten in general, I mean, I think you still see teams like Wisconsin and Michigan State, who you know, come out and pound you because they're able to get, you know, big time offensive linemen. Uh, they're able to get the quarterbacks to maybe to run the pro style, like we said, easier said than done. Um, so I don't think, you know, it's it doesn't have to be the answer for everybody. And I, the most interesting, honestly, the most interesting thing Chris Ash said to me, honestly, was he didn't decide what offense he was going to run until he got this job. You would think a guy who has spent 20 years mapping out every detail of what it's going to be like when I become a head coach would have something set in his head like, I'm going to run the spread offense when I get a job. But he was a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. He saw what happens when you have behemoth offensive linemen in your backyard that you can recruit. Now, at Rutgers, he looked and said, I can recruit athletes. I'm not as sure about the offensive line, so the spread is the uh, the right system for me. But I just thought that was interesting. You would think that it would be much more set in stone, but he was willing to adapt based on really his recruiting territory. 
So what do you think that says? I think that's interesting, too. What do we think that says about him? Is he going to be more of a malleable coach and maybe in a couple years if there's a new trend or there's something different or there's a great, let's say they get a great pro-style quarterback that just happens to be in New Jersey and he lands them, maybe they'll shift back. Like, Do you think that means Chris Ash is kind of open to different ideas? Because I think that's interesting, too. He didn't have this set in stone. Yeah, no, I think 100%. And I think that's probably one of the more encouraging things about him. I mean, he spent a lot of time... Uh, you know, researching so many different things to devise his defense. And obviously he's been on that side of the ball. But, you're, you know, if you're, you're studying defense, you're studying offense indirectly. And Andrew Marringer obviously is a young guy who's open to new ideas. So, yes, like Marringer says, if Tom Brady wants to come to Rutgers, we'll, we'll make it work. You know, it's, it's certainly whenever if, – if the next stud quarterback in Jersey is a 6'6", 240-pounder with a rocket arm, I promise you Rutgers will recruit him. But they're just not going to go after the 6'6", you know, 220 pound kid who's not that good and, you know, that type of thing. But if, if he's a monster, they'll make the offense work because, again, I mean, talent wins out. You saw even Ohio State, like I, I keep going back to, they've had different style quarterbacks and run the same offense. Cardell Jones, totally different than Braxton Miller, but both had success. So, yeah, I think, you know, he'll definitely be willing to shape it to whatever he has on the, on the roster. You know, I think when you look ahead to what teams might be and what schools might be, I always think that the lower levels dictate to the higher levels. Like, you would think it's the opposite, but I notice more and more high school teams play the spread. So do you think this will help them in recruiting in terms of kids might like this type of system? They're used to it. They're playing it at, you know, age 14, 15, 16, and now there's a school here in Jersey that might want them, and they know, kind of know the system, right? Do you think that will help? I think absolutely, because, yeah, I think you, you kind of hit on it there, that fewer and fewer colleges are running pro styles. So now when you're going out to recruit, it's harder to find kids that fit that because that's not what they're running where they are right now. So, again, I don't want to make quarterback as the only position that matters, but obviously it's the most important. And if you have quarterbacks that have been running the spread, it's a lot harder to fit them into a pro style offense once they get to college. So I think that uh, it definitely helps that you have that kind of feeder with all these high school programs run the spread. I mean, Obviously, there's so many college teams running it now that it's not like Rutgers will have its pick of the litter or anything, but uh, I definitely think that is an advantage in recruiting. It is really interesting stuff. The spread is at Rutgers, and I think it's going to be really fun to watch over the next couple years. Next time on Rebuilding Rutgers from the Ashes. For years, Rutgers coaches have tried to get recruits to stay in New Jersey. Can Ash do what many others have failed at and keep the local talent home? One of the attractions to this job was the high school talent in this whole region. Why is Ohio State Ohio State? It's because the state filled with talented high school players. And what do they do first? They recruit uh, the state of Ohio. 